Welcome to another exciting episode of the Miles Podcast. Uh, today is September something, 16th? Sure. Um, sorry about that in extended intro of music. I know some people aren't a fan of it, but you know what? It's a magical sound shower from the OutRun 2 soundtrack. So if you don't like that, well, go fuck yourself. Because it's awesome. Anyways, today I'm coming at you with a slew of topics and all kinds of fun stuff to ramble about. I guess I can start off with the first one, which is just says howdy. So howdy, everybody. Thank you for coming back. Sorry about my my, my small hiatus there. It's just enjoying the summer. Summer was fun. I did all kinds of cool stuff. Like I went to the beach. Went to the beach a lot. So I went to uh, what is called the Bitterford Pool, and it is not a um, a actual pool. It's the ocean. So I guess that is that a pool? Would the ocean count as a pool? Anyways. So I went there after like 5 o'clock one time, and it was free parking. And I was like, cool. But then there was one day I was like, you know, I'm going to go out to the Biddeford Pool. Going to buy some lunch. Going to bring it out there. Going to sit on the beach. Going to relax. Going to enjoy it. Now, some of you may have saw this on my Instagram. I think I put it on Instagram. I got there. I, had, I bought some Taco Bell. I got to the beach. This little douchey, like, 19-year-old kid came up and was like, That'll be $20 for the day. I was like, fucking $20 to park at the beach for the entire day. I told him to get bent. I drove off. Ate my Taco Bell somewhere else. So what I did to circumvent that is I went to Town Hall, and I guess they sell parking passes for the beach, and it was only $25, and I could park there as much as I goddamn wanted to. So next time I saw him, I kind of like pointed at my little parking pass with my middle finger, because I hate that kid. So I've been doing that, uh, going to the beach maybe like two or three times a week. Just go there for like 45 minutes, sit on the, sit in the sand, just enjoy it. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very relaxing. I'd, I'd like to say I'm, I'm a beach bum, maybe? Is that a thing? I don't live on the beach, but oh well. Alright, uh, so I would say that concludes my first one. Next one is I got a new tattoo. Uh, I got a half sleeve of Tetris Blocks. I've been talking about it for years, years and years, and I finally decided to pull the trigger. And it hurt. Oh god, did it hurt. Well, I should say, the inside of my wrist hurt. The outside part was fine. Uh, the inside was probably the worst thing I've ever felt in my entire life. But for anyone who's ever gotten a tattoo, it's like, alright, no pain, no pain. Then they start tattooing, and it's like, oh god, oh god, oh god. And then he stops, and it's like, oh, well now it doesn't hurt. It doesn't linger. So I got that, and uh, I get asked, because it's not colored in, I get asked every single time somebody sees it, are you going to get it colored in? And I'm like, you know what, hey, that's a valid question. That's a valid question. The answer is, maybe. I don't know. Um, but then I get another question, and the second question is the one that gets me. It's always like, what does it mean? And I always get taken back by it, because I'm like, what? what do they mean, what does it mean? I guess maybe some people think that, ah, oh, if you get a tattoo, it's, it's symbolic. It's gonna mean something. You know what mine means? Mine just means I fucking like Tetris. That's it. It's like I have a Zelda tattoo. I like Zelda. I figure it's something that I, I've liked for a long enough amount of time that I'd, I'd get it on me. You know, some people get tattoos like, oh, here's a, Here's a dog bone because it reminds me of my uncle's dog that I loved so much. Oh, it saved my life. 
Here's its birthday and its death day. Oh, it's so sad. And, like, sure, people people will do that. I'm not a big fan of that stuff. Um, it's kind of mushy. I kind of want whatever tattoos I get to just kind of be vaguely like, I like it, or it was something dumb, you know? So, for, for my next one, I don't know. I mean, this one took me five and a half years to finally uh, go from my brain to someone stabbing me with a needle a thousand times. Uh, but it was all right. Uh, I like it. It's cool. Now that we're talking about Tetris, let's talk about some Tetris. As I've probably said on a previous episode, I love Tetris. That's a common thread. Um, I've only been playing Tetris for maybe like three years, maybe four. Like I, I've played it here and there over the years, but never for like a chunk of time. Like I played it in like a web browser or at a friend's house or something. Never like having a substantial, you know, chunk of time to play it. So so once I, I guess it was roughly about the time I started like av avidly collecting video games is when I started, you know, getting copies of Tetris. And the first one I really started to play was um, Tetris on the Game Boy, the original one from like 19, oh, what is it, fucking 1989 or something when the, the Game Boy came out. I had that and I put it in the Super Game Boy, which is an adapter for the Super Nintendo, so you can play your Game Boy games on the big TV, wow! And I started playing it and I was like, holy shit, this is like fun. And I, like, I, I put it in, I started playing, and I looked at the clock, and it was like four hours later. I was like, shit, okay. Granted, I sucked at it. So I got different versions, I you know upgraded through the consoles. I think I've got uh, pretty much a version of Tetris for every system. And now people might be thinking, oh, is there really that much of a difference between Tetris versions? And there is. Like, NES Tetris plays different than, you know, um, Tetris on the Xbox One. You know, obviously they're going to play differently. Uh, the rules are a little different. Old Tetris, uh, there's, you know, piece comes down, it touches something, boom, it is glued there in place. Um, you get to see maybe what the, the next piece is in line, and that's it. Uh, future Tetris has gotten a little bit more lenient. You know, if, if one, once a piece hits the ground, you can, like, flip it around a bit. You can see, like, the next four or five pieces that are coming down the line. Um, you can hold a piece, so you can, like, take one out of play and just hold it. Like, if a long piece shows up, you can be like, I'm going to pocket that for a little while. And I think those are kind of the, I would say, um, quality of life um, enhancements over the years. And those those enhancements, I think they were put in in, like, the end of the 90s. And they've pretty much just been in place since then. And then they, they standardized the colors of the pieces. I think pretty much, again, since the, the end of the 90s, they've been... Pretty, pretty standard on that. Okay, there's a couple oddities in Tetris. Uh, the most noteworthy for me is I have a, a game called Tetris 64. It was only released in Japan. It's got a weird gimmick. I mean, it's got some really weird pieces and things that aren't Tetris pieces. It's whatever. I guess they didn't um, conform to whatever standards there were, or if the standards hadn't been put in place, maybe. I don't know. But so this Tetris game, it has an adapter that you plug into the back of the N64 controller, and then the wire comes out of it, and you clip it. It's a little clip, and you put it on your ear, your earlobe, and it senses your pulse. So when you're playing Tetris, and your heart rate goes up, the game's like, oh, all right, well, we're fucking you over a little too much, we'll back off. And then it starts giving you some easier pieces. And then once your heart rate lowers from the stress, 
then it starts to get harder again, and it kind of fluctuates back and forth. Now you're probably thinking, whoa, does that actually work? I don't fucking know. It's a weird-ass version of Tetris that, that has weird Tetris pieces that aren't Tetris pieces. It's like you want a Tetris piece with seven pieces on it? No. No, no one fucking wants that. It's cool because it displays your, your, um, your heart rate on the screen as you're playing, and that's kind of cool. Obviously, it never really took off. Uh, it was only released in Japan, and from what I read, if I remember right, the adapter wasn't even sold with the game, because, like, I have the game, and I have it complete in box and whatnot, but then I have the adapter separate. So I think, I'm pretty sure it was sold separately. So who the fuck would buy that? Um, it was just one of those weird oddities that once I heard about it, I was like, all right, I like N64. I need that shit in my collection. So when I have people over sometimes, I'll break it out because it's just a, it's a novel thing. Novel oddity. Uh, but right now, my, my favorite Tetris game is uh, Tetris 99 on the Switch. I'm pretty good at it. I feel like there's some balancing issues. Like, you know, when 40 people all target you at once... There's not really anything you can do um, other than just bend over and take it. So I feel like it would be nice if, if, if like no more than three people could target you at once. Just things like that. And granted, I haven't played it since they updated it. I guess there was an update recently, like within the last week or so. I haven't really played it since then. Um, so maybe they've patched it a bit. They had DLC. I like that one. It's fun. I've come in first place quite a bit. Sorry if you can hear Henry. He's he's sitting on my lap and he's just kind of purring. What a good kitty cat. I'm sure everyone's seen him all over Instagram. If you haven't seen him on Instagram, why ain't you following me on Instagram? That's at MetalMiles15 on Instagram. Come follow me. Anyway, so Tetris. In Tetris 99, it feels like either you get you you know you'll you'll be fine. No one will attack you, and you'll make it to the top ten, which happens quite often with me. Or, you get fucked so hard within, like, the first two minutes, and you're out super quickly. It's like, it's a weird, there's never, I never really kind of land in the, the 30s and 40s. It's either, like, within the top 10 or um, the top 20, or I'm out in the first 15. It's real weird. Or maybe the first 20 or so. But, so, I like that game. Uh, if you have a Switch and you have the Nintendo Switch online service, uh, pick up Tetris 99. It's a lot of fun. Also, people who are bitching about fucking Nintendo's online service, I don't get it. Xbox Live. It is $60 a year for Xbox Live. You get to play games online. You get to use your streaming services. You get to buy things. You get free games of the month. All that shit. $60 a year. Sure. Nintendo Switch Online, you can use your streaming services, you can play games online, you get free NES games that you can play every month. I think, uh, I haven't tried it out, but it's free NES games. $20 a year. $20 a year! And you get, like, the same service as Xbox Live. Granted, the servers on Nintendo stuff's not that bad. But people are bitching like, ugh, $20 a year? God, this is terrible. Like, fucking $20 a year! Like, that's, that's a good price to me. I'm, I'm a bargain hunter. That's a good deal. I haven't tried the NES games because I'm not a big NES fan. And uh, I guess they just added Super Nintendo games. So that's kind of cool. 
but I don't really care about Super Nintendo that much, so not really into it. You know what else I'm into? What I've been really into recently is original Xbox. Oh boy. I've been going off the deep end on original Xbox, and if you've been following me on Instagram, at MetalMiles15, uh, then you would know that I'm having a bit of a problem with original Xbox. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just been appealing to me lately. It's like the thing that I want to collect for. Um, it's the thing I want to, you know, take apart. I want to clean, um, restore, mod, all that, all that stuff. Prior to this, I had two original Xboxes. I had one for parts, and I had one in the living room. Now, the one in the living room, I decided um, I was going to put all new electrolytic capacitors in it, so I did that. But the game that got me back into original Xbox is OutRun 2. Uh, there's an arcade that I've been going to down in South Portland, and they've got the arcade cabinet for OutRun 2 uh, Special Edition, and it's from Japan. And I've been going with a friend of mine, and we play that game, and we set, like, all the high scores. So then when I was like, man, I wish I could play this game at home. So I looked it up, and sure as shit, OutRun 2 is on the original Xbox. And then there's the special edition one, uh, which is OutRun 2006. It's also on the original Xbox. But that one, that one is as expensive as balls. I guess it's also on the PS2. Look, uh, I don't like the PS2. I will blatantly say that. I don't like it. Um, the original PlayStation, yeah, I'm okay with. Don't like the PS2. Sorry, but not sorry. Whatever. Eat my ass. Uh, so I, I ordered a copy of OutRun 2, and I've been goddamn fucking addicted to it. I've been playing it all the time. So that got me back into really liking the original Xbox, and then I was like, you know, I've only got a couple games for this. So I started picking up some other games. Um... I've been enjoying them, playing them here and there. I have a hard time just sticking with a game, but I've been going back to OutRun 2 a lot. So that's when I decided that I needed another Xbox. Uh, so I bought one off of Facebook Marketplace from this gentleman. Now, I don't think I've really talked about my 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 Facebook on on the podcast. So Facebook... I had a lot of friends on Facebook, and I had a lot of shit on Facebook. I had Facebook for, like, nine years. And you know what Facebook does every fucking day? Is it's like, hey, you remember what you said eight years ago? And then I get to see some douchey post that I made when I was in high school. Or it's like, hey, remember what you, you and your ex did, like, six years ago? And I would be like, no. And Facebook's like, here you go. So every day there was something, and I was like, I don't want to see that all the goddamn time. So, out of the blue, I was like, you know what? I'm deleting it. Boink. Gone. And deleting Facebook is a whole challenge because it is hard to delete Facebook. Because you can deactivate it, but, like, finding the option to delete it, it's, it's buried. They don't want you to do that. Um, so I did that. And, like, some people are like, oh, but how are you going to keep in touch with your family and all your friends? And it's like, I don't want to... I'm getting tired of seeing people post like, I'm on my seventh kid, or fucking, here's all my political beliefs, here's all my religious beliefs, let me just vomit it all onto Facebook, let me make vague uh, statements about people you don't know about. You know, like, fucking, I was done. 
So I deleted it outright, didn't tell anybody, and you know, anybody who wants to get in touch with me, they know how to get in touch with me. Because I'm also on Instagram! Oh my god, at MetalMiles15. God, I'm a fucking whore for Instagram. Anyways, uh, so I made a new Facebook, I have no friends on it, I have a fake name, and I use it just for video game collecting, and uh, CDs, uh, there's a couple music groups that I follow on there, and that's it. I have no friends, I only see what I want to see. Anyways, so I was perusing the marketplace on there, and I saw an original Xbox in town. Uh, and the guy only wanted like $25, and it was just a system and some cables. So I said, sure, I want something to tinker with. Bad idea, I shouldn't have fucking started that. I got the, uh, I met him up, met up with him, and picked it up. It was in okay shape, took it home, took it apart, cleaned it. Uh, you can see it all over my Instagram. I'll stop mentioning my Instagram, don't worry. Took it apart, cleaned it, I had a lot of fun. And then I was perusing the marketplace again, a couple days later. What did I see? Another original Xbox, $30. Two controllers. It came with the um, Microsoft High Definition AV Pack, which alone is like a $60 to $75 attachment. It just uh, makes the original Xbox output in, um, I guess, high definition mode. So, like... 480p, 720p, and 1080i. So I bought that, and now I got another Xbox. So I'm not buying more Xboxes. I am at four original Xboxes. That is too many original Xboxes. But it does not stop there. I've told a few friends about it, and they're like, hey, I've got an original Xbox in a closet. I'll see if I can find it, and I'll just give it to you. It's like, oh, cool. Well, like, three people have said that to me. So I'm getting a little scared. I think they've kind of forgotten, but I'm getting scared because I'm going to have too many Xboxes. But that's okay. I mean, I soft modded one of them. Uh, so I can do, you know, I can put emulators on there. I'm not a big emulator guy. I don't really know how emulators work. So I kind of want to, I just want to tinker with it. I don't really want to get too hardcore into it. I'm not going to be like, oh my god, this is the Xbox. It's got every single video game ever existed all on it. Fuck that. Maybe just like NES games or Super Nintendo games. Emulation and stealing of ROMs is illegal. Anyways, so that's my love of the original Xbox. I like it a lot. It's nostalgic because growing up, my father had an original Xbox, and I remember playing um, some like snowboarding game on Xbox Live and having a lot of fun with that. As well as like playing the original or the um, Peter Jackson's King Kong game. Um, couple other things here and there. Grand Theft Auto. I played a lot there. So it's nostalgic. Unlike unlike the PlayStation 2, which I still don't like. The uh, PlayStation 2, it only outputs in 480i. And there's only like a handful of games that put out output in um, 480p. So like, why would I ever want to do that? Just look at garbage ass games. When I can play with an Xbox. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so I guess something that I, I've been wanting to talk about for a while now. I haven't really had the opportunity to. I'd like to talk to everybody about um, cruise ships. And what would happen if you're on a cruise ship and you die? Now, this thought has crossed my mind handful of times over the years but I never really looked into it but recently I did look into it because it fascinated me 
because uh, somebody else that I was talking to said that they had a relative that died on a cruise ship. And I was like, well, what'd they do with them? And they didn't know. So, upon some further research, I found my results. And here I am to share said results. So, uh, what happens? Uh, there was an article I was reading um, from Carnival Cruise. Cruise Lines or whatever. What happens is, like, they're not turning the boat around. You might think if you're there with a family of five, and it's like, oh no, grandpa died. They're not turning the boat around. There's like 8,000 people on that boat that have all paid a premium to be on on a fucking boat with an endless buffet. They're not turning the boat around. One dead person? Nope. Maybe like 1,000 dead people, then I, I bet that would be a, probably a problem. So the article went on to say that cruise ships have morgues that have to be, they have to have a morgue or a refrigerated room that is separate from the food storage area. Um, and it was saying how Carnival Cruises, uh, their morgues can hold like three to nine people. Like, that's insane. So that, that got my mind thinking, like, somebody's got to have died on a Disney cruise. Like, you go with the whole family and then Goofy just kind of, you know, sneaks up to the table and goes, Gosh! And then Grandpa fucking goes, oh, and dies of a heart attack. Like, they got to do something with Grandpa. So the article went on, and it was talking about um, when someone dies, uh, someone from the, the Carnival Cruise Lines is assigned to the family, and it's like, hey, we're we're still gonna have fun, you know? We're on a we're on a boat. Let's let's keep doing fun activities. Now, I don't think that would work very well. I mean, A for effort, even though effort starts with an E. If you're if you're like if your father died. Would you really want to just go like, oh, let's go play swim, swimming sports and stuff? It's like, no, dad's dead. You know, you know who also liked an endless buffet? Dad, you know, shit like that. Like, I don't think it would work too well, but good for them for trying. Uh, so they try to liven the mood because, again, they're not turning the fucking boat around. I don't know if they have a helicopter. I pro Probably not. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Kind of morbid, but fascinating to me. All right, something else that's been going on. Uh, I've been collecting more CDs. Got a lot of CDs, a lot of music. I guess something that I, I guess I can make a recommendation. As I do from, I do that quite quite often in quite a few episodes. Uh, so the, the Miles recommendation of today, I'll give you two. I'll do two recommendations for you. The album Igor... Uh, by Tyler the Creator. I picked that up the other day because I liked a song off of it and I've been listening to it. It's a good rap album. If you if you like Tyler the Creator, if you like rap, it's a pretty good album. Uh, so that's for all those rap fans out there. The second album I'll recommend, maybe I'll do three. We'll see. Uh, is called Berserker. It's by Amon Amarth. They're a, I believe, Swedish Viking death metal band. I might have the country mixed up. They might be from Finland or Norway. They're from one of those Nordic countries. And they sing about Vikings and stuff. And it's really cool. It was their new album from this year. I think it came out uh, beginning of the summer. It's fantastic. I love it. I've listened to it several times. And I quite enjoy it. And, okay, last one. Uh, the soundtrack to Quentin Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you like music from the 60s, 
this album is perfect for you. I love it. I love that movie. It was one of those movies that um, when I watched it for the first time, uh, it kind of dragged on. But then after I, I you know, finished watching it, it lingered in my brain, and I really want to see it again. I think it comes out on Blu-ray soon, maybe? What do they say? Uh, Distance makes the heart grow fonder. So the more I think about the movie post-seeing it, I want to see it again. And plus the soundtrack is really good. Really fucking good. It is top-notch soundtrack. Boy, I tell you what. Uh, speaking of movies, so that was the, the end of the Miles recommendation. Corner power thing. Uh, another movie that I watched, I, it came from my, my childhood. It was a movie called Mouse Hunt. There we go. Sorry, I had it on the other side of the room. I can't remember if it was Mouse Trap or if it was Mouse Hunt. It's called Mouse Hunt. It starred uh, Nathan Lane and something. Someone else. I don't remember his name. Uh, but Nathan Lane, uh, you might know him from playing Timon in The Lion King, the, the cartoon one back in the 90s. So that guy, uh, the movie's <clears throat> kind of weird. I remember as a kid enjoying it because, you know, it was, it was slapstick. But as an adult, it's like the structure of the movie's all over the fucking place and not in a good way. Um, like the time period is like the 90s, but it's like a 1940s, like everyone's dressed in the 1940s. And, I don't know, everyone drives 40, 1940s cars and stuff. But it's the 90s. It's not 1940 when the movie takes place. It's 1990. It's just weird. I like it because I love that kind of, um, what is it, like art deco kind of thing of that era. And, like, everyone's dressed like, you know, fedoras and... You know, leather jackets and trench coats, button-up shirts and, and slacks. And I like that. But it's a comedy movie, and on the front, it's got a quote on the co on the cover of the box, and it says, a, a comedic masterpiece. Now, I don't agree with that at all. It's just a, a very odd structure of comedy, because when... The, the, the very basic plot of the movie is there's these two brothers. Their father dies, so the two kids inherit a string factory and a house. So they go to the house to try to sell the house, and the house has a mouse, and the hilarity ensues as they try to get rid of the mouse. Now, leading up to the house, you feel like sympathetic for these characters because they're you know they're they're down on their luck. Like one of the brothers, their uh, the uh, the wife, he left him, and then the other brother, the uh, his restaurant fails because a cockroach gets in, uh, in the food or something. So anyways, when things happen to these these two, it's funny and, you know, because they're, you know, they're down on the luck. The, the root of all comedy is tragedy. Uh, but then they get to the house and then the mouse is the funny one and not them. It's weird because there's no distinct, like, this is the funny person of the movie. You know, you watch a movie like Dumb and Dumber and, you know, uh, what's his name? Jeff Daniels and uh, Jim Carrey. They're the funny ones because everything happens to them. But then it's like the mouse has funny things that happen to him. And then funny things happen to the other guy. And it, it's just weird. Christopher Walken is in the movie. He plays like an exterminator. Uh, 
He only has a couple lines, but they're pretty funny, and he's a pretty funny character. I do not agree with the, the statement that it is a comedic masterpiece. Some of the special effects, like the CGI of the mouse, it really didn't look good. Um, now, I know it's from the 90s. I think it was like 97 or something that the movie came out, 98. But it, it just looked pretty cheap and pretty cheesy. The practical things, you know, the, the sets and the whatnot, it was all nice. So if, if you saw it as a kid, maybe rewatch it. I bought it at a, at a, a local music and DVD shop uh, for like four bucks. So if you see a copy, maybe check it out if you're nostalgic for it or you like Art Deco kind of stuff. Um, or Nathan Lane, because I like him. He's pretty cool. He's got a pretty killer mustache in the movie. Otherwise, eh, maybe just stay away from it. So with that, that brings us to the end of this exciting episode of the Miles Podcast. Uh, sorry if I've been sounding a little congested and gross. Uh, I've been trying to edit out all the sniffles and stuff. I'm, I'm on the upswing of a cold. That's okay. I'm doing all right. We're doing okay. Everything's fine. This is fine. We're all fine. If you, if you like what you heard, feel free to maybe subscribe to me on the iTunes or on Podbean. I'm on both of those. Uh, feel free to follow me on Instagram. As I had said previously, it's at MetalMiles15, spelled M-Y-L-E-S. That's all the social medias I'm on. The next episode of the Miles Podcast is probably going to be a, a dedicated review of something. Um, I'm in the works on that. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, it's probably going to be a video game. I should say it is a video game. It's not Outrun 2. I already talked about that, but it's dedicated to something that I enjoy. So that's in the works. So actually, that might not be the next episode, depending on how, how it goes. I'm, I'm trying to jot down my thoughts and stuff on that. Um, so yeah, cool. I'll catch you later. Bye.